0: Hello and welcome back to freedom by faith ministries I'm Pamela Wealth. I'm going to be starting a series on kingdom prosperity what does it mean to prosper as a believer as a Christian um, in this world so it's been talked about a lot recently that there's going to be this big wealth transfer that Christians are going to be super wealthy um, and so we're going to talk about what does it mean to prosper? What, is, what does it mean really to be a prosperous Christian compared to how the world describes that word prosperity? Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Holy Spirit, we ask you to be present in this teaching because you are the teacher, you are the, Jesus is the counselor. So we ask you to impart wisdom from uh, to us and we ask you to not allow us to think ...of things the way the world thinks of it, but we ask you, Holy Spirit, to give us wisdom and understanding based on God's Word. So we thank you for today. We ask you to help me to speak only what the Holy Spirit wills for me to speak. Um, That that I don't speak out of my own emotions or opinion or what the world thinks or how things have been ingrained in our minds to think, but help us to think like Christ, to have this renewing of our minds that we think biblically, in the name of Jesus. So, a lot of people in churches in the Christian world have been talking about prosperity, wealth, so we, so I wanted to talk about, you know, based on my experience and obviously what the Bible says prosperity really means. So, we're going to start first with 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. So, let's find out exactly why does God want us to prosper? Is it just so you can pay your bills, have a bigger house, you know, have that luxury car you've always wanted? So people talk about prosperity like it's just money. So we're going to talk about what it means to prosper in the kingdom of God, right? So kingdom is like a government basically, right? Some countries call their government a kingdom, parliament. Some countries like ours call it uh, a government. Some other nations call their government a kingdom. Right. So if the kingdom of God is a government system, like how does the government system of God actually operate? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Right. So we're not citizens of this world. Right. So we have to be cautious that we're not living according to the to the standards of a world that we don't belong to. Right. And so if we're children of the most high. Right. King Jesus, who is the king of the government that we serve, the kingdom of God, the government that we belong to, we are citizens of. we're citizens of heaven so how does heaven operate what are the rules and the functions of how people who belong to that kingdom operate right and so christians in my opinion have a tendency of you know going to church every sunday but but the lives of a christian of the average christian looks like the average non-believer unfortunately so we're going to talk about specifically wealth and prosperity how does that look like for a real christian who belongs to the kingdom? Of God remember the Bible says not everyone who calls the Lord will see the kingdom right and so without holiness you cannot see the Lord right so it doesn't say be a Christian go to church every Sunday and you belong to the kingdom of God that's what we believe but the Bible doesn't say that and so for a Christian who actually belongs to the kingdom of God that's what I'm talking to today right so the average Christian who just wants to have a bigger house and I have a big house right? I'm not saying that's wrong but that's not our goal in life to, to gain wealth so that we can have stuff right so we're going to talk about exactly what is the purpose of a of, of wealth in a Christian who belongs to the kingdom of God and your role in your job your assignment in the kingdom of God how does wealth play into that right how do we accomplish the purposes of God with our wealth as opposed to being a Christian just so I can have a lot of stuff so let's go ahead and start with 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 it says, so we are Christ ambassadors, right? What is an ambassador? Let, let me stop here before we read the rest of the, that verse. So a, an ambassador is a representative of another nation, right? So if you're a U.S. ambassador and you're stationed in China, you're not Chinese, right? You're, you're living in China, but you're not Chinese. So we're living in this world, but we're not citizens of this world. We're temporary ambassadors representing the king of a different kingdom, Right. So if you're a U.S. ambassador, you're representative of the United States in China. Right. So the territories uh, where you govern in China governs like the territories of the U.S. Right. So the U.S. embassy in China operates like the United States. Right. Obviously, if you're if you're a U.S. ambassador in China, you don't want to be breaking Chinese laws. But you're but you're governing a territory that is for the United States and you're representative of the U.S., so that's your job as a U.S. ambassador in another nation. And that's what Paul is saying here. We are, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God on earth. So we don't operate like, the, that, like people of this world, right? So if you're uh, an American ambassador, you're not Chinese. You're not going to operate like the Chinese because you're still an American, but you're representing the United States in another country. So a, a kingdom ambassador, you are an ambassador and a representative of the king of the government you come from. Right. So if you are a, a kingdom ambassador and you're representing King Jesus, you operate like Christ because you are representing him in the kingdom of this world that we are not citizens of. Right. So Paul is saying we are Christ ambassadors and God is making his appeal through us. That is your job is for God to make his appeal to people, to people through you. That is your job. That is your assignment as an ambassador in this world representing another kingdom that is much higher than the kingdom of this world, right? So the king of this world is Satan and he has a way that operates well for people who belong to this world but we are representing another kingdom, another king, Jesus, who operates in a different manner. So your job is to make an appeal to people of this world and, and God is making an appeal to the people of this world through you. That is the job of a Christian, a true Christian, right? It's not just, I go to church every Sunday. This is the religion I belong to, right? I am a representative of a king of a different kingdom and God is making an appeal to his people, to people in this world through me. That is your job. That is your assignment as an ambassador. So God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So so we're going to talk about your assignment as a kingdom ambassador. How does wealth and prosperity fit into that right so our job is to represent King Jesus he has an assignment for us and, and our assignment for the most part almost always require finances right so we don't just you know because I'm a Christian Jesus died for that so I'm gonna have a lot of money in a, in a big house and the in the car and all that I have all that it's not wrong but that's not my main priority in life my main priority is to do the will of God. That is your temporary assignment. While we're here temporarily, is to do the will of God. And in our walk with God, in our obedience to God, we will be rewarded with with material things, right? Abraham was a very wealthy man. David, Solomon was the wealthiest, and God is the one who gave him wealth. So it's, there's there's nothing wrong with wealth. It, but the Bible says to not love money. It doesn't say money is evil, right? The root of evil is not money. It's the love. It's the love of money. That is the root of all evil. And so when we have pastors who are preaching just wealth just for the sake of wealth, that's not exactly biblical. That we're God's gonna make us wealthy just for the sake of being wealthy. God rewards us with wealth for obedience, true, but we don't seek after wealth. We seek after God, and in our seeking God, He rewards us with wealth, right? So we're not we're not, you know, Christians so we can become wealthy. A lot of a lot of ministers actually minister that way. Because you're a Christian, that's going to give you all this money. We must seek after God. That's the priority. We seek after the kingdom first. So we're going to look at why is it so important that we demonstrate what wealth and prosperity looks like from the kingdom of God's perspective versus the world. And that's true for every aspect of life, whether it's relationships and marriage, the way you raise your children, um, you know, the way you deal with your enemies compared to how the world Deals with their enemies and Christians deal with their enemies the same way as the world right we were angry, we angry were bitter the Bible says to bless your enemies to forgive them to do good to them right if, if your enemy's hungry feed them when your enemies thirsty give them something to drink in Romans 12 right but we don't do that we don't bless our enemies we want to curse them we're gonna prove them wrong or we're gonna say something negative about them too right so so this is not just about wealth but because that's what we're talking about today we're gonna focus and that but in every realm of life our job as ambassadors is to demonstrate the wisdom of god's word compared to the way the world operates right so we're going to look at ephesians 3 ephesians 3 says and so we're, we're talking about what is your role in this world right it's not just to accumulate wealth just to consume things and buy things and pay bills and that's not the only um assignment that you have those things are important obviously we need food we need clothes we need to live somewhere but your primary role as an ambassador what is that about what is your what is your right so when people ask what is the meaning of life it's in the bible like it's not a it's not a oh we don't understand why we're here why do we go through the things that we do it's not a it's not rocket science. It's in the word of God. Your job as an ambassador is written in the word of God, right? The rest of the world, they don't know why they're here, but as a Christian, you must know your assignment and your role in this world, right? So I know my role in this world. Do you know your assignment? Like, what is your purpose in this world, right? So everybody has a purpose and it's not, oh, I have a dream for my life. And the Christians talk like that. I have a dream for myself. This is what I want to be like in 10 years. I and mean, everybody has these you know, vision boards or whatever that's fine. But is that God's will for you? That's the question, right? So it's, it's not bad to have dreams, but is it, is it a vision in the will of God? So when God reveals his plans for my life, right, my job is to execute the plans of the king, right? So if you're a soldier in a, in a battle, you're not, you're not battling for yourself, right? So you're, you're a soldier and you represent whatever, whatever kingdom or government that you work for and your job is to defend, That nation you're not you're not out there in the battlefield for yourself right so when the king or the president or the chief of the chief commander gives you orders as a soldier your job is to execute those orders right so a soldier has a very specific assignment to accomplish the will of the head of that nation that is your job to defend against enemies right so I'm just using that as an example but it's the same thing for a kingdom ambassador right so Jesus has orders for us written in the Word of God and your job as an ambassador or soldier for the kingdom is to execute the orders of Christ as written in the word of God, Jesus, who is himself the word of God, right? And so we're going to find out what is the purpose of all this? Like, what, why are we going through the trials, the, the struggles, the financial stresses, which is we're talking about money or finances or wealth, prosperity, whatever you want to call it. So we're going to look at what is the purpose of that? And like I said, these verses we're looking at Or not necessarily about money. It's really the realm of life. Like, why are Christians in this world? Right? If we do not belong to this world, what's the point? So let's look at Ephesians 3 verse 10. It says, God's purpose in all this was to use the church, right? The body of Christ to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places, right? So let me let me explain that better. So God has a plan. We are in the kingdom of Satan in this world. The kingdom of this world is run by Satan and all the demonic princes. So where it says here to display his wisdom in its rich variety, so God has a variety of different ways. So not every Christian has the same life, right? You will never see. Two people in the Bible with the exact same life right so every the course of every person's life is different but the purpose is the same so the purpose is display his wisdom in a rich variety it says so so God has a a myriad an infinite variety of ways to display his wisdom in the life of every believer who accepts their calling right so many are called but not everybody's chosen so God called believers but not everyone's chosen because most people choose to live their own way, even Christians, right? So if God has chosen you and, have, and, you, have, and, and you have answered the call and you've been chosen by God to represent him as, a, as an ambassador in this world, your job is to allow God to use your life to display his wisdom in, a, in its rich variety. You'll never see two Christians with the same course of life, but, but it, it's to display the wisdom of God to the unseen rulers, and authorities in heavenly places so who are the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places right so so the unseen rulers. we're going to look at that in Ephesians 6 when God, when Paul talks about putting on the armor of God because we're in a battle not with people but with demonic forces demonic spirits demonic principalities demonic principalities and and here um, the unseen rulers and authorities we're going to look at all the who, who are these Unseen rulers, right? What are they? What are they ruling? They're unseen, so this is the spiritual realm. But those are the enemies that we're battling against in this world. And God wants to use us, the church, to display His wisdom to them, right? So you're on display, and God is using your life to demonstrate to the demonic kingdoms of this world, right, the wisdom of God. So the world says one thing. But the Bible says another thing, and as a Christian, you're going to have to decide, right? And most Christians, unfortunately, go the world's way because it makes sense. When the Bible says, um, it says, um, there's a path before every person that seems right, but that path leads to death, right? So Satan wants to put you in a position where you're doing what seems right, knowing that that's a path to death. Whereas God, Jesus, who who is life, Right? he's the way the truth and life Jesus is the one who's life and Jesus is the Word of God right we saw that in John 1 that Jesus himself is the Word of God and if Jesus is life right he's the truth the way the life that means that the Word of God who is Jesus the Word of God is life so that means decisions that we make must come from the Word of God right so if you want to be on a path of life every decision must come from him Jesus who's the Word of God and he is life right And so our job is to demonstrate to the demonic rulers who rule and govern this world. We are ambassadors and representing a higher kingdom, the kingdom of Christ Jesus, who is the king of that kingdom. And you're demonstrating to the rulers of this world who are in heavenly places also. right? They are in heavenly places. It doesn't make sense, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, but there are demonic kings in the heavenly places who govern the earth and your job is to be undisplayed to show to showcase the wisdom of our father. Right. So it's, so it's important for ambassadors of Christ to not look like the world, because then you're not displaying or showcasing the wisdom of God to the demonic rulers. Right. So Ephesians six, I'm going to go briefly to talk about who are these. Unseen rulers, unseen, so they're spiritual, they're spirit beings. You can't see them, but they're ruling something, right? So Satan is the king of the kingdom of darkness of this world, and you can't see him, right? So he's unseen, so he's, he's an unseen ruler, and he governs governments and kingdoms of this world with demonic princes. So let's look at um, Ephesians 6, verse 10 and to 12. It says a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on every, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people, um, flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers. There's the word rulers again. So those are the real enemies we're fighting against, right? So we're in this World temporarily fighting against demonic evil rulers of this world, and what's the purpose of that? Ephesians 3, we saw it's to showcase to display the wisdom of God to these demonic rulers that we're fighting against, right? So it says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, that the demonic kingdom, right? So there's unseen, there's evil rulers. So we're seeing a picture in these two verses that we're fighting against demonic kings and princes who govern this world the unseen dark demonic world that we don't see we only see the natural but there's a there's a spiritual world that governs this this earth and we're here battling against them to display the wisdom of God and to shame them right so we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers of this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So there are evil spirits in the heavenly places who belong to the kingdom of darkness and they govern, um, territories and kingdoms and nations in this world and our job as the, as Christians, believers and ambassadors and representatives of a different kingdom, a higher kingdom, your job is to put God on display and to, and to showcase, His wisdom to all the demonic princes the evil rulers in in the unseen world the dark evil world and also against the spirits in the heavenly places you're showcasing the wisdom of God right so when the world comes up with these 12-step programs on how to gain wealth and you're saying I'm gonna humble myself I'm gonna obey the Word of God I'm gonna live righteously right and God rewards righteous righteousness and we're gonna see that later videos Right, So the world has this 12-step program that they're selling online on how to gain wealth. And a lot of the churches are actually teaching those things. right? But we're not supposed to use the world's way to gain wealth and prosperity. We're supposed to be following the principles of God to showcase this is how the world gains wealth. And this is how we do it in the kingdom of God. And you're showcasing to the demonic princes who are putting these ideas in in the world's people to come up with these ideas. You know, how how to... have wealth in this area if you're a real estate how to have millions to make millions in real estate how do you do you know how do you make a lot of money in the stock market there's all these books about how to have you know successful businesses and I'm not saying it's wrong to have knowledge but just remember as a Christian your job is to demonstrate this is how the world views wealth and prosperity but this is how God views it and I'm gonna live God's way and showcase to Satan and all the demonic princes who govern this world This is what wisdom actually looks like. It's not these 12-step programs and follow this blueprint and this and that and this is how you're going to be wealthy. Christians are doing those things and I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm not saying it's right either. So let's be very cautious that we're not falling into the satanic trap that Satan lays out before Christians so that you cannot accomplish your assignment in shaming him by displaying the wisdom of God. So the title of this passage says, The Wisdom of God. It says the message of the cross is foolish, right? So the world's way seems like wisdom. That's, you know, if you want to be wealthy, those are the steps you have to go through. You know, you have to meet these kind of people. You have to know the right people, be in the right place at the right time. You know, we have all these, you know, advice that we get from the world of how to be successful in any realm of life. Finances, accounting, real estate, the stock market, You know, you name it, right? So we have all this wisdom that is being sold to us, right? And so, but the message that we preach, right? God is making his appeal to people through us. And Paul says here, the message of the cross is foolish, right? So what's foolishness? Is it the way the world operates or is it the way we operate? Right? So we're so so our way seems foolish, but the Bible says your job is to display the wisdom of God to the world that is your job is to display the wisdom of god ephesians 3 10 so what is the wisdom of god what is that right so the message of the cross is foolish right so that's the wisdom of god is the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction but we who are being saved know it is the very power of god Right? So Satan doesn't want you to have power. He doesn't want you to display power, wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Right? So he makes what looks like wisdom in this world, that looks like wisdom. The knowledge of people of this world, right? The people who have wealth, power, prestige, they have knowledge, so they know how to be wealthy. So those are the people we want to go to, right? Right? But the power of God comes from the message of the cross of Christ, right? So a man dying on a cross, how does that, how's that wisdom? It makes no sense, right? So the wisdom of God is the message of the cross. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that is the wisdom of God, right? So that is what you're showcasing to the demonic kingdom that even though in this world that you govern, right, power, prestige come from your own will, the Bible says power, the, the power of God comes from the message of the cross of Christ. That is wisdom, and power, right? So the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, right? The people who belong to Satan, the people who are the citizens of this world, they're, they're on their way to destruction, but, but they have wealth on their way to destruction, right? So their wealth looks like wisdom. Wow, they, they know how to be wealthy. They know how to make money. They know how to prosper. But they're, they're on their way to destruction. That's the end of the road for them is destruction. So which path are you on? The, the wealthy path to destruction? Or are we... Are we on that narrow, difficult path that is lonely, right? There's very few people who find that path, but you're on a difficult path, but there's eternal life at the end of that path. So which path are you on? Most Christians, unfortunately, I believe, are on that easygoing. I'm a Christian, life is easy for me, I have all this money in wealth. I have money in wealth myself, but I'm struggling for God, right? So part of our walk with God requires suffering, requires submission, humility. Right. But we don't we don't learn that from the world. It's pride. Right. You have to you have to be um, proud of yourself. You have to have confidence in your it's self-confidence. That's how the world becomes successful is you have to have self-confidence. The Bible says you can't have confidence in yourself. It's only in God. Right. Without me, you can not do nothing. Right. So our our submission and our complete surrender to Jesus is what we need in order to, to succeed in anything in this world. If you belong to a different kingdom, the kingdom of God. Um, So that was 1827 in the same chapter says, instead, God chose things the world considers foolish, which is us. Right. We're considered foolish to the world in order to shame those who think they are wise. He chose the things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. Right. So the people of this world, they can't see that. Right. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't see what's going on, really. So they think, oh, they have all this wisdom, understanding, knowledge to gain all this wealth. But God is using them to shame, to shame. Right. He's putting them to shame in the demonic, satanic kingdoms that run people who who live for this world, who are the citizens of this world. God is using us to display his power and his wisdom through the message of the cross to shame the demons. Right. So demonic princes who govern this world, they want to paint a picture of this is how you have prosperity and, and wealth and to be comfortable. And a lot of Christians preach that lie. Right. When the Bible is very clear that we must suffer for Christ. Right. We must suffer. And Paul talks about that. I'm not going to talk about that today, but that is the wisdom of God. Right. And so let's finish here. I think I have one more verse. Um, so just remember, as a Christian, if you're doing things the world's way, you're in that category of God using the foolish things of this world to shame those who think they are wise. So as a Christian, I don't want to be in that category. I don't want God using me to shame those who think they're wise, right? I want God to use me to demonstrate his wisdom, his power, and in, in uh, through the method of the cross, making his appeal to the world through me, and in doing so, if I'm if I'm being faithful to the call on my life, that God will use me to shame the demonic princes, right? That evil spirits in heavenly places that he wants to showcase his wisdom to, I want God to use my life for that, right? So let's not be so caught up in, you know, all these advice in online about how to, you know, be successful in this and that. I'm not saying any of that is wrong, but just make sure that all wool, you know, in this, battle that we're in, that we're demonstrating and showcasing the wisdom of God through the message of the cross, Jesus Christ himself, who is the word of God, that we are allowing the king of the kingdom we belong to, to use our life to demonstrate his wisdom to the world. So the last verse I'm going to leave you with is in Luke 6, verse 38. So we're going to talk about the economy system of this world which says in order to have wealth you must save keep everything for yourself you know that's kind of the mentality the more money you keep for yourself the more money you have which makes sense right there's a path before every person that seems right but that path leads to death so it makes sense that the more money you want to have the more you have to keep for yourself right so mathematically speaking if i have you know, $4, I have $4, and I give away two, I have half left, right? So so that makes sense mathematically, right? The more money you want to have means you have to keep more for yourself. That's That makes sense, right? So our next topic, we're going to talk about why that doesn't work in the kingdom of God, right? So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk, I'm just going to read one more verse, but we're going to dive into that. Why does giving lead to prosperity and wealth like, that doesn't make sense right so we just went through a whole you know talk just now about our job is to display the wisdom of God which looks foolish to the world to think that giving will give you more money that makes no sense when you give money away you're you have less for yourself that makes sense right so there's a path before every person that seems right right it seems right that the more money you, you want to have the more money you have to keep for yourself that makes sense mathematically Anybody would agree with that, right? But that doesn't work in the kingdom of God. Why is giving away money makes you wealthier? Why do you get more um, financial blessings by giving away? That doesn't make any sense, right? So even though a lot of times I read scripture and it doesn't make sense, but do you believe it and will you live it? That's the question, really. we don't. God is not calling us to understand everything. But if you're displaying his wisdom, are you going to do things God's way anyway, even if you don't? Yourself understand. I do things that I don't understand. Blessing my enemies, I don't understand that. But do I do that? Absolutely. Right? People come against me, I bless them, I forgive them, I pray for them that God will bless them. They're cursing me, but I'm blessing them, right? That doesn't make sense. But if I want God to use me to showcase his wisdom to the demonic world, I'm going to bless my enemies. Right? So let's look at one more verse, Luke six thirty-eight. It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more running over and poured into your lap. So you have so much that the the wealth and the things that you get back will run over. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Right? So that's like an investment. Right? So when you're investing money for your retirement or whatever it is, you're investing, you're, you're giving money into a bank system. Right. And you and you hope that that money will gain an interest and you'll get that money back when you retire or whatever it is. So that's kind of like what this is talking about is when you give, like when you're tithing, when you're giving to your church, you give to the poor. Right. Somehow that money will come back to you and it will come back more. Right. So your gift will return to you in full pressed down, shaking together to make room for more running over and pour it into your lap. So you gain more in the kingdom of God by giving more. So the more you give, the more you get back, right? And so when you're in a situation where, for example, I've been in situations where I had to literally decide, am I going to tithe or pay this bill, right? And so you don't want the bill collector coming after you. And also when you pay bills late, they add on, they add on um, late fees, Which means that now, not only are you late on a payment, now you're going to have to pay more later on, right? And so every Christian, I think, is going to be in this situation or something similar where you have to decide, do I give to God and tithe my 10% or 20%, whatever you decide to tithe, or do I pay this bill? Because I don't want the bill collector calling me. I don't want this to go on my credit. I don't want to have to deal with more late fees right so the Bible says to give God what we owe him and we're gonna talk about that next time right so when you're in a situation like that most Christians I think we're probably gonna pay the bill and and we're about tithing some other time right? oh I can't tithe this month because I have all these bills right so what verse in the Bible says your bills are more important than paying what we owe God in our tithings and our offerings like what verse are we, to- are we following the flesh oh I don't want this bill you know to accumulate more late fees I don't want this in my credit you know I you know it's all about me 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 I do have to make sure all my bills are paid because I am must say pay your bills but which is more important is what is my question is it paying ties when you don't even know when you're gonna get that money back what this pastor is gonna do with your money that's not your business are you doing the will of God to display to the kingdom of darkness the wisdom of the kingdom you come from Right, so are we doing the will of God even when we don't understand it makes no sense because nothing in this book makes sense. Right, there's a path before every person that seems right. Right, it seems right to pay your bills on time and not have fees on top of it and to not have this on your credit. Right, your credit score might go down. It seems right that the bill is more important, but what verse says make sure your credit score is really high? What verse are 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 we looking at? Do you live by the systems of this world? where everybody's controlled by their credit score versus the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is guiding us to fulfill the will of God through his word, and we're following the system of, of this world. I'm not saying pay your bills late, don't pay your bills. I'm not saying that. But if you're in a situation where you have to do one or the other, choose God, right? When you pay a bill, you don't get that money back, but God is saying you're going to get more, right? And you're demonstrating that wisdom of, of God compared to the wisdom of this world, which is foolishness to God, Right. If you have to pay the bill late because you need to tithe, God's going to reward you for that. But there's no reward for not tithing and paying your bills on time. There's no reward for that. Right. And so, again, I'm not saying I pay, you know, we have to pay our bills. We have to do what's right and pay people that we owe. That's in the Bible. also to pay people that you that you owe. But between the people you owe and God, God's, God's wisdom is more important. Right. Taking the gospel to nations that's more important the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God so, so tithing to a ministry that you trust is going to do right with the money of God that the, the money that belongs to God that they're going to spread the gospel to people in the community if you if you're in a church that has um, evangelism overseas that they're gonna spread the gospel and, and send people out it costs a lot of money to send people out to other countries they can't work in other countries legally right so somebody has to pay for those things their food and their lodging and all that. So to spread the gospel to our nations that Jesus told the disciples requires money. Right? And so God wants to make sure that you're using the finances. He's giving you to give at least 10% to your church so that the gospel can be preached. The gospel that Paul says is foolishness. The message of the cross is foolishness to the world, but you're investing in the message of the cross so that it can be spread out throughout all nations Right? But that's foolishness. You're supposed to invest in in paying your bills on time, making sure you have the 401k, your IRA is intact, right? You got all the money you're saving up through all these years for you to retire, but that's a temporary. We're still going to die eventually, right? But the gospel must be preached to all nations in every generation until the return of Christ. Are you investing in the message of the cross? Because that is the wisdom of God, which looks foolish to the world right? so giving you 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 gain more by giving away right that sounds ridiculous but that is the way the kingdom of God that you belong to operates so Heavenly Father we thank you Lord for today's teaching we ask you Holy Spirit to continue to guide us along the right path and to give us wisdom and understanding so that our lives can be used by you to demonstrate the kingdom of Of God and shame the demonic principalities who govern this world. In the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, to help us to understand, to walk in line with Your will. Like Jesus spoke to His disciples, teaching Him how to, teaching them how to pray, saying, "Let Your kingdom come. Let Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." So it is Your will, because the Word of God will stand the test of time. You said in the word, everything in this world will pass away, but the word of God stands for eternity, that we are living according to your will and your word, demonstrating to the kingdoms of this world, demonstrating to the demonic princes who govern the kingdoms of this world. The wisdom, true wisdom comes from surrendering to the will of God as written in his word. So we thank you for today. And we ask that you come again and and join us in the next teaching that we're going to talk about why is giving a recipe for prosperity and how does the world look at prosperity versus the word of God, the world or the word. So which one do you follow? Where do you where do you belong? Right. So we're going to talk about that next time. And I thank you again for joining me and I hope to see you again on the next episode. Are you ready to step into your calling and destroy fear, worry, doubt, and anxiety? In Our Victory, God's Glory, author Pamela Noel describes the stop and do nothing else principle that was used by some of the most powerful people in Scripture, including David, Moses, Peter, and Daniel. This You Can't Help Yourself book reveals that success in every area of your life lies in one name. Our Victory, God's Glory was written to support Haiti's elite medical team, a Haitian-American owned, not-for-profit organization that provides healthcare services to the poor in Haiti. Proceeds from the sale of this book will help support our efforts. The ultimate goal is to build a hospital and provide much needed medical care services currently unavailable to those with limited access to quality healthcare. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv.